Hey guys, just a heads up. This podcast contains adult language and occasionally has adult themes. If you are under the age of 18, you need to click away. No, seriously, if you are a child or someone who's going to be judging me around the dinner table, you need to find another podcast. Thanks. Hello everyone, welcome back. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brady. And I was really considering just deleting this shit show thinking I should be so embarrassed that I put this out there for God and everyone to listen to and was really considering deleting it and all the episodes but then Brady kept going on and on about he wanted to do another episode so Brady yep it's floors you've you're getting me back on the wagon well I feel like I don't know, you started this podcast as a way to help your mental health. Has it helped yours along the way? Um, I haven't had as many problems, so I would say yes. Like, I don't know, I just haven't... You're not a basket case? (laughs) Well... Is that what you're saying? I just haven't noticed. I haven't had anything where I'm like, oh man, I'm going crazy. Like, I feel like... Um, kind of like what we're talking about today. I won't mention it yet, but I mean, mean, it'll be in the title. Yeah, everyone knows. Is like the main thing is like a lot of people when they feel like things are out of control, they go crazy. But I'm like, well, I don't always have control of everything, but I never feel like I'm out of control. I never feel like I'm on a spiral. So I think... I don't know if it's because of the podcast. I'm not going to rule it out. But it could be from it. It might not. I don't know. I'm not going to see anything. So I'll just say yes. It's been good for my metal health. To quote, metal health? Yeah, to quote Quiet Riot. Oh, okay. They have a song called Metal Health and it's it's dope. Okay then. But yeah, so I don't know. I I figured we'd keep this going. I don't know. Maybe we'll kind of um, trade off. I don't know. Well, I did say a while ago, I don't remember if I put this out into the podcast sphere, but I would like to bequeath this podcast to you and just give it to you entirely. That being said, would you like to change the name? I don't know. I don't want to like ruin... I mean, if you're not... On every episode, then I would probably feel bad. Or I'd probably feel like I had to change it. Because I don't want people to be like, what the hell is this guy? What's Panda Talks? It's just this, some asshole talking about video games or whatever. I don't know. Well, I mean, we, what else is this show other than two assholes talking (laughs) about whatever? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's. I guess I'm thinking, looking at it like, okay, so it's your namesake, so I don't know if I would change it. If I don't know. If anything happens, I will update it on this podcast. I'm still debating, like, if you don't want to be a part of it, that's fine. Or if I just want to start my own podcast. Because me and McKay have been talking about starting a podcast, but we always have too many ideas to, like... If we wanted to start a podcast for everything we talked about, it would be like 10 podcasts. Well, that being said, I mean, I, I a trend I'm noticing with a lot of 
content creators today, um, or these days, what have you, uh, is they're all being pigeonholed, pigeonholed, pigeonheld? No, uh, pigeonholed, yeah. Into, like, one category, and they're like, I don't want to do, like, uh, I follow girls on witch talk, and she's like, I don't want to be a witch talker anymore, like, I want to do my own thing, but, like, no one will watch anything she does because they just want <laughs> they just want to watch her witch talk and like that's what other people are doing like they're like oh i don't want to be just known as the minecraft guy or the yeah. video game guy or um i want to do other things but yeah no one gives them no one gives them the chance and that's kind of when starting this podcast i just it's like, there's so much I want to talk about. I want to talk about everything. I don't want to, like, yeah. start a paranormal t- podcast and be like, well, can't talk about <laughs> anything that's not paranormal, so. Yeah. No, I get it. Because um, I'm kind of, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing. Like, I, if I listen to a podcast, I, ge- I guess I'm the, the bad guy, whatever. Because I listen to a podcast and I think, I want to listen to this. You know, I want to listen to... um scary stories so i have my scary story podcast i don't usually have podcasts it's like okay well i'm gonna talk about scary stories and then i'm gonna talk about whatever so i i understand those people because it's like that they they're kind of pigeonholed in and i expect it you know like there's certain podcasts where i'm like okay i don't really know what people are gonna say which is fine you know no big deal but it's like like theo vaughn's podcast I listen to his podcast and I'm like, well, he's basically just being funny, but it's kind of like he just talks about whatever. Like sometimes he might talk about UFC and then other times he's like, well, I'm going to interview uh, a plumber. And then, you know, so I'm like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, that's not why I listen. I don't go like, oh, I just want to listen to what, like, I want to, whatever they're talking about. That's what I want to listen to. So I don't know. Maybe I'm the, the shitty person. Cause I'm like, well, I'm I'm logging into your podcast to listen to you talk about movies, you know, because I have a podcast I listen to that just talks about movies. I have a podcast for scary stories. I have a podcast, I guess the one, like Rhett and Link's, where they're Ear Biscuits, I better, I don't know if, I don't think you can get in trouble before, but they have Ear Biscuits, and it basically is like, um, whatever, whatever had happened before. Like whatever, whatever was happened in the week since they were together. And I'm like, okay, that one I'm, I kind of prepare for. So I guess kind of, that's kind of how ours is, is we never kind of set, we never set a specific like, oh, well, we're just going to talk about scary stories or we're going to talk about what we had done in the, the weeks leading up, you know, it's just kind of like, well, We'll we'll just talk about whatever we feel like talking about. So like tonight we're talking about a book, and last week if you can find it, we had some some errors that led to it being deleted. But it was um. No, last week was censorship. Oh yeah, last week was censorship. Two weeks ago was music, and so it's kind of like we kind of talk about whatever we feel like talking about. And I'm not saying like, oh well, we need to do that or we need to be pigeonholed we need to pick one thing and stick to it 
like so I'm I'm kind of the shitty in between where I'm like okay well this is what I expect so me and McKay have talked about a couple different podcasts but it sounds like on each podcast we were kind of going to do one thing I had an idea for a podcast where I'm like I'm just going to freaking do whatever I want you know and and I'm going to break it up into different podcasts like talk for like an hour and a half on everything and then go through and edit it and put out like okay well we talked about three different things so I'm going to turn that into three separate podcasts I'm like I don't know that sounds like a lot of work and I don't know how many people are going to want to listen to like a 15 minute podcast yeah like most of mine are like hour and a half two hours you know um but yeah so I don't know I'll keep thinking about it whether or not I want to take the reins and if I do if I'll keep the same formula we kind of have or whether I'll just start my own and just kind of pigeonhole myself I like I I still have fun doing this I just wish I had more time to like do better with it like there's more I want to do with it and I don't know Mm -hmm. I and mostly I think my biggest thing is when I listen back to it the whole time I'm like God, I'm annoying. Just shut the hell up and let Brady talk. Like, and I'm sure there's a thousand other people thinking, or more like four other people thinking that since we have an audience of six. But allegedly, I don't think we have more than two, to be honest. Um, Brady, what in the good hell did you want to talk about today? Um, so we, so I, I had got on Audible and I saw the book was in the top, and I remember reading like little bits of it online and kind of hearing because there's a lot of like buzz around it people talking about it on a lot of different websites and stuff and saying oh this book's gonna be crazy because it talks about xyz you know and so i was like well why not i'm gonna so i spend a credit and i bought uh jeanette mccurdy's book i'm glad my mom died because it's a good title like it's kind of shitty because you're like man who the who the hell's happy their mom died but at the same time i'm like well i mean well and she said herself she wanted the name to be catchy and flashy and people to go what the hell to give it you know yeah and it's funny because it's like the cover of her book is her with well i was kind of confused and i'll get into it later but her mom's urn and she's wearing a nice like pantsuit and you know posing like for a happy picture and it, it like it I'll, i will say this if like if you're gonna read it probably pause it because we're gonna spoil the hell out of this book but um we should have alerted everyone we were gonna read it like what happened to our book club do you remember the book club we tried to i try to start yeah i don't know what happened uh but th- well this one was kind of like a spur of the moment book like i because I got it, and then I want to say you, like, read it almost immediately. Like, yes. You, you didn't wait very long. Like, I waited a few... I waited till you had completely finished it before I even started it. Well, I was mid-another book, I believe, and so I had to hurry and finish that one. Which I would like to get into that one and talk about, but I just have been reading a ton since uh, the birth of my child. Mm-hmm. So I have figured... 
whenever I please, I'll just do another book dump. But that's for another day. We can just go over this one for today. I don't know why I bring that up. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, if you want to start it back up, we could. Especially, well, I think we did it last year well, when we did October books. I think this is what happened. You started working a job where you couldn't listen to books anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was less of a book club and more of me saying, hey, you really need to read this book. And you go, and I don't have time. And so I, um, sorry, I had a burp. Uh, so then that's, I think the first book we did after was Cersei. I think it was just a review. I don't even think we told everyone to listen to it, but yeah. And I was like, okay, the format is now instead of uh, book club, it's me convincing you and everyone to read this book. Mm -hmm. And as I was trying to explain the book I'm currently on to my coworker today, like, it's really good. I'm really interested into it, but I just, I'm not good enough with words to sell things. So I was like explaining what's about. And then halfway through, I realized how like ridiculous I sounded. So I was just like, I'm not selling it. I know I'm not selling it. I'm not good with words. And she just laughed in my face and she was like, yeah, I heard your sales pitch at work because <laughs> <laughs> we have to sell memberships and I'm just not good with words. I'm just like, yeah, it's just really great. And like, I fumble my way through it and I'm like, I don't care if you sign up or not, but you know, just ask front desk about it if you're interested. That has nothing to do with anything. I'm sorry. Please take the floor again. <laughs> I'm very so, tired. Well, so I basically was like, okay, let's read this. And then you read it. And then you were like telling me about it. But then you also like um, didn't want to like spoil it because I'm like, usually you're like, well, are you going to read it? And this one I had planned on it. And then you started to tell me and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to read it. So we read it and it was, I didn't, I mean... How do, you, how do you explain it? It was like you start reading it and then you can't really stop. Like I was kind of annoyed that I had to stop because I, I would read it like on my way to work and then I'd work and then I'd read it on my way home. Sorry, I feel like I got to sneeze. And I was just like, Jesus, this book is ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't stop reading. And so I don't know. I, we'll we'll kind of just jump into it because... We're basically, like I said, it's, you can't stop reading it and it's not like for a good sense, you know, like you're at the start, you're like, oh, this poor girl. And then by the end, you're like, oh my gosh, this poor girl. But I mean, she's kind of kept a, a upbeat about it, I guess. I don't know what you want to say, but. Well, as Dan Cummins says, and as my, um like childhood best friend's mother would always say is like you can either laugh about it or you can cry about it so like you might as well laugh you know yeah so yeah this awful thing happened to her but it, is she gonna sit and just cry about it and be like let it ruin her life or is she gonna move on and like find the best in what happened you know yeah so yeah she's upbeat about it but so, I mean, here's probably comes the spoilers. We'll, we'll just start talking about it. So, it basically goes like, she starts talking about, I can't remember how young she was. I, I remember. Six. Yeah, the first one she talks about is when she's six. 
and her mom gets cancer and the family is kind of like, hey, um, we're going to rally around her and we'll, so when she's six, I think her cancer's gone. Yeah, her yeah, cancer's she's gone. she's when her mom gets cancer. She doesn't remember the having cancer, but the mom like relives it every Sunday and she's like, let's watch mommy's cancer video or whatever. Yeah. Pretty messed up, but yeah. So she she's sick. She's talking about that, and then um, she's basically like a kid who never wants to let her mom down. Like she doesn't want her mom to not be happy. So she's like, in her own you know child mind, she's like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep my mom happy. And it was interesting because she grows up Mormon, and so the start of the book is has it deals a lot with. Her being Mormon and, you know, like how that had an effect on her life. And I was like, all right, well, I can like some of this I can get behind and some of it doesn't really apply to me because, you know, I'm from Utah and she's from California. I don't know how people are out there. Well, I, I know, but, you know. Well, it's just funny because I was always... I don't know what the right word is. I just believed or thought that, oh, it's only the Utah Mormons that are batshit crazy. Um, because you listen to other members outside of Utah and they're like, yeah, I drink, I whatever, but mm -hmm. like, I still believe. And you're like, okay, cool for you. Like, you don't start over the top. But then like listening to her talk <laughs> about it. And some of the shit that was said, I'm like, oh, they sound just as crazy as yeah. Utah Mormons. So I don't, I guess they're, I guess we're just a crazy religion. Well, I don't know if it's a crazy religion or you just have crazy people. Well, that like, too. There's, and that's in every. Because there's some people that take it a little too far and good for them. You know, if that's what, if that's what works for them, then that's what works for them. But anyway, so yeah, that one. That was interesting to me to kind of listen and just kind of go like, okay, like a lot of the stuff I'm going to understand better than other people because she'll like talk about, you know, different um, things that have to do with church and, you know, like, well, we, you know, practiced this and we did this and we did that. And I'm like, all right, well, I understood that. So if you're not Mormon or didn't grow up Mormon, it might be different for you. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she, she does talk a lot about growing up Mormon, which I thought was, it, I mean, it probably meant more to me than other people. Cause I was just like, yeah, I get this. I understand this. I understand these people. Um, but yeah, so she grows up there and then it goes into like how she got into acting and she basically got into it because her mom was like, Hey, I'm sad that my mom, my mom and dad didn't let me become an actor. So, do you want to become an actor? And she's like, sure, mom. Because she's a, she's a people pleaser. She's a mom pleaser. Well, I think that's, that's common with kids. Like, kids want to make their parents happy. Yeah. You know, like, and I see that with my daughter. Um, my daughter goes the opposite way with it. It's pretty hilarious because she'll be like, hey, mom, what's your favorite color? And she knows what my favorite color, but she's fish, she's fishing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, her new favorite color right now is orange. And so she's like, Mom, what's your favorite color? Oh, my favorite color's gray. What else? <laughs> my favorite color's pink. What else? 
well, I like the rainbow. Oh, orange is in the rainbow, so we both like orange. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's just a cute story. That's nothing. I'm sorry. I no, interrupted again. You're good. Um, no, so it just kind of goes through that, and then she goes through, like, her acting career. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be like, this is a complete recap of the book. This is everything that happened, because I want people to read it. Oh, it's really good. It's terribly sad, but terribly good. Yeah, like, she... Gets into acting and her, her mom gets her into some bad behaviors. And it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to listen to because you're like, oh, but it's also good to listen to because you're like, oh, I feel like a bad parent. And then you listen and you're like, I'm not that bad. Like, yeah. I don't want to shit on her mom, but there's some stuff her mom does that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't ever... <laughs> You know, do that to my kid. I would never say that to my kid or, you know, different things. Yeah, there's there's parts in the book where I, like, at, at the beginning, at the beginning of the book, listening to some of the shit with her mom, I thought, um, you know, I think she did have Jeanette's best interest in heart, but went about it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And then the further and further I listened to it, I'm like, this lady is fucking insane and abusive and she's living 100 percent vicariously through her daughter which yeah and oh poor Jeanette like which is terrible and I will agree with you that book did definitely make me feel more I, I don't know like more aware of how I parent mm-hmm. uh just with my daughter because I'm like I see something I'm like oh I like there's this part where yeah, her mom's driving her to her first audition, and she's like, oh, look, at, I'm driving on the freeway. Look at me getting over my fear for you. And I'm like, <laughs> I said that to my daughter. I didn't necessarily mean it in a manipulative way, but maybe it came off manipulative, <laughs> you know? Like, But then there's things where, like, I, like Brady said, like, I might feel like a shitty parent, but then I listen to that, and I'm like, I would never do any of this shit to my kids, so I must yeah. not be that bad. Yeah, it's, and it's got, like, different, like, her mom definitely had her own issues. Like, I'm sure the cancer had stuff to do with it, because she kind of talks about, like, how her mom um, became a hoarder because of her cancer. Like, she almost died from cancer, messed her up pretty bad, and then she, like, I don't know, I can't remember if she said there's a correlation, but basically her mom, like, became a hoarder and then it was just kind of sad for me at the start because her mom was like abusive to her dad but you don't like I don't know as a person you don't it doesn't I, I don't know like to her as a kid it was normal which was sad you know it's like her dad did something I can't remember what but basically he um I think he was late home from work he was late home from work and she, she pulled a knife on him. I'll, I'll just spoil that one. She pulls a knife on him and like threatens him and he has to go sleep in the car. And the way that he says it makes it sound like it happens all the time. And I'm like, God. Oh, and the kids are just like, whatever. I want to say the two, her two brothers were playing Goldeneye on the, the Nintendo 64. And they were just like sitting there. And then Jeanette just had to 
watch her mom pull a knife on her dad and threaten him and he just went and slept in the car i'm like what a psycho but you know as a as a kid like maybe that's not psycho to you i don't know like well it depends on how you grow up if that's something you see every day it's your normal so you don't know any difference yeah well and it, she kind of goes into that and then she goes into her acting and she goes like she was a background actor for a long time and then she finally um like broke through because she was really good at doing facial expressions and crying and stuff and like that whole first half of the book was really it's kind of hard to break it into halves but if i had to break it into halves it'd be like there's half of the book where she's with her mom and then half of the book where she's without and so it's like i feel like the the with her mom is definitely a bigger chunk of the book but i feel like there's so much that happens without her mom that you're just like holy shit like this is two completely separate entities like i don't want to chop them together because she had her own issues when she was with her mom and then she had issues without her mom um but yeah she was like talking about she i at one point she was saying her her routine like her regimen was ridiculous because she like missed an audition because she couldn't dance and so her mom signed her up for like she had 12 dance classes a week and i'm like that's like two a day or sometimes three a day if you just do it monday to friday and it's like i had that plus i had to do like acting classes on top of that and like just saying the amount of shit that she had to do because her mom was just like you're gonna be the best you're gonna be the best and it, it it really hammers it in and i think this is where we i think it's hard as a parent because you're like you i feel like our biggest fear as parents is like we want our kids to be kids we don't want to feel like our kids are like constantly doing whatever so like last summer we asked our daughter if she wanted to play t-ball because she played the year before we're like hey do you want to play t-ball and she told me no and i'm like i'm never going to be the parent that's going to force my kid to do something they don't want to unless it's like obvious that you're like hey you need to do this like this is just something that needs to be done like if my kid's like I don't want to go to school. Then I'm like, you, you got to go to school. Like, it's not, this isn't an option. Yeah. But playing ball in the summer, I'm like, okay, if she doesn't want to play it, she doesn't want to play it. No big deal. But then halfway through the summer, she was like, oh man, I really wish I would have played t-ball. And I'm like, freaking I asked you at the start. Well, I but... think we brought this up in an earlier episode of how, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Hold on. We brought it up that like, I can't remember if you wanted to play piano, but your mom said no. No, it was the opposite. Your mom wanted you to play the piano and you said no. No, my mom asked me, hey, do you want to play the piano? And I said, no. And that was the end of it. It was not okay. like my mom didn't go, hey, you. I think you should play the piano or <coughs> excuse me or something like that. She just was like. Hey, do you want to do this? I said no. And she's like, okay. And then I never played the piano. And then as an adult, I was like, I really wish I would have played the piano. That would have been like, as an adult, I look at people that play the piano and I'm like, dang, that's so cool. I wish I could play anything. But as a child, I never wanted to do it because I'm like, 
oh, it just seemed too hard. Like the the whole playing the piano bit. I was like, no, I don't. I don't think I want to do that. I don't want to be one of those kids. And then as an adult, I'm like, damn it, freaking should have. But you know, that's that's kind of being a kid. That's what it's all about. Is you're like, well, I don't know. Like, do I want to do this or do I not? And then if you pick no, and your parents like, okay. Then as an adult, you can look back and go, kind of wish my mom would have forced me to do that. But then I feel like that's where you overstep your boundary. Like I have a lot of nieces, nephews, whatever you want to call them, like <laughs> family members that are super into baseball. And so their kids are like, hey, I'm going to play baseball all the time. But then it eventually just through my experience, they don't want to play baseball anymore. And I'm like, I wonder if it's like, if their parents are like, well, you need to, like you are so, so promising or, cause I feel like that'd be too much. Like if I was a kid and I, cause I played baseball as a kid and then I eventually just stopped because I didn't want to anymore. I think I had gotten, I didn't make the high school baseball team. And then I just kind of quit playing baseball. I was just like, I'm done. You know, that's, that's the end of my baseball. And then I kind of played softball, but I'm, I'm glad my parents were never like, you need to go play baseball. That's what you, you know, whatever. Like my older brother played baseball and my, my kid played baseball. My older brother played baseball into college and then he kind of just fell out of love with it. And I'm like, I never want to have that happen with anything of mine. Like I never want to be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done. Like this is not fun anymore. I quit. And have somebody be mad at me for it or whatever. But I'm just like, you know what? If my kid doesn't want to do that, I'm not going to press them. Like, yeah, do I think maybe in the future they'll be like, oh, I really wish I would have freaking played more, you know, baseball or whatever. Then I'm like, yeah, that's too bad. But I'm not going to be like, I freaking told you when you were a kid to play baseball, whatever. But... Listening to this book, I'm like, okay, that's the that's the dangers of it. Is when you're like, okay, I'm gonna force it on him, and she's a six year old, and she never really got to make a decision. Her mom's just like, you're gonna be an actor, and I'm gonna be your whatever, and we're gonna do this together. That's really funny what you shared about your, um, your baseball experience about you didn't make the high school team so you're like all right I'm done that's basically my experience with dance as I tried out for dance company for high school and I didn't make it and I was just like all right I'm done like I'm not doing that and, and until today I had my first dance class today and it was so freaking fun and I kind of hate that I can only do it every other Saturday I want to do it every week I can't lift my arms but <laughs> That has nothing to do with this book, but I keep telling everyone, I'm like, you have to read the book, and it's one of those things that I'm like, it's so good, but then I stop and I really think about it, and I'm like, well, it's good, but it's bad. Like, it's terrible, but it's good. Yeah. You, if that makes sense. Like, it's just, it's so, it's one of those things that, like, I hate that she had to go through what she went through. Like, it's really shitty, the, I mean... I know you don't want to give too much away, Brady, because you want everyone to eat. To, oh, my hell. To eat? 
to read it, which I highly suggest too. But yes, it goes into the abuse with her mom, her acting career, and her eating disorder, and then like other like she has an alcohol addiction, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's like really focusing on those those areas. So you know, trigger warning or whatever. But like. So it's like, I hate that she had to go through that. It's so sad. And uh, Brady and I were talking about how after reading it, I do, I really want to go back and watch iCarly. I loved iCarly. Sam, second favorite character, only second to Spencer. That guy was just, yeah, the best. Perfect character. But after listening to her read that book, I'm like, I don't know if I can watch that with a clean conscience. Like, and I never watched the spinoff Sam and Cat. And I definitely will never not, I'll definitely never be watching that one after hearing her talk about it. But yeah, it's just like, gosh, it even, like, it's, it made you look at child actors in a different light, even though you kind of, like, knew, like, oh, child actors, like, it's so hard on them, it's not good, whatever. But then, like, I don't know, I guess maybe it's just me with this ignorant hope of, like, oh, well... Like, they have different laws in place now, and, like, hopefully they're, you know, mm-hmm. treated better, and I think they're treated better. And then you, like, listen to this, and, like, I feel like it was pretty recent, but then again, I don't... I feel like she's my age, or is she younger? Um, I... I don't know. I think she's born in 92. Alright, so she's my... Well, while you look that up, I'll just continue that... Like, that stuff still feels pretty recent, and the shit that she went through was, like, so toxic, and, like, now I, like, whenever we're, like, watching TV and there's a child actor, I'm just, like, I hope it's different for you. Like, I hope... Oh, yeah, so she is my age, and, like, I don't know, it's just, it's, yeah, her life was so shitty, and... I think I hate that for her. (laughs) It sucks, because you look at it, and you're, like... Well, at least you'd get to, like, have fun half the time, you know? Because you're, like, child actors are always like, yeah, I had such a great time as a child actor, and then I grew up. And you're like, Some of them. I think Dante Vosco had a good childhood career acting, and he's still having a good adult's Mm -hmm. career, you know? There's a lot of people that do, but I mean, like, I feel like every time you hear about the train wrecks, you're like, I was such a a good um, child star, whatever you want to call them. And then when I got old enough, the people just didn't care, you know. And they kind of just like, well, I'm just going to drink my problems away or whatever. And you're like, well, she was in the transition. Like, she was in iCarly, and then iCarly ended, and she keeps calling him the creator um we all know who she's talking about yeah i'm sure it's for legal reasons i've seen plenty of tiktoks about the guy um can't remember his name right now but it's dan schneider is it schneider i can't remember but yeah she um starts talking about how he's like or whoever the creator we'll just say the creator how she was like he would like give her alcohol and she's like i don't want to drink it but you don't want to make the the creator mad and he touched her in a, 
I want to say inappropriately, but I, it, he never, like, full-on groped her or anything, but, like, he still touched her in a way that made her uncomfortable. Yeah, it was Dan Schneider. I'm, I'm not saying that's who it is. That's who, that's who TikTok has led me to believe. And she calls him the creator, so I'm sure it's him, because I'm pretty sure he created those shows. Yeah. But, there's a siren going by. Why don't you give it a pause? I want to go see what's going on. So I'll just, that's how this show dynamic will work from now on is I will be the Logan Keith to your Dan Cummins. Oh. And when we hit 300 episodes, you can drop acid. Or I can drop acid if you don't want to. I was just, I thought you mean like, we're just going to do stuff. And then it, when your ADHD hits and you got to go check out a siren, just go for it. Oh no, I just meant I'm the tech guy that pauses the episode so you can go fulfill your ADHD needs. <laughs> After listening to Dan, to Dan Cummins talk about hallucinogens, I really want to try some, but I'm also wary because I'm I'm told if you have a phobia of some sorts, don't take hallucinogens, and I have a few. I I'm very prone to having existential crisis, so uh, yeah, maybe not for me, but it sounds fun. It sounds intriguing. <laughs> I would like to do an ayahuasca journey, but anywho. Anywho, yeah. Um, back to the book. So, yeah, she talks about that, and then she gets her own show, and it, it kind of, that one made me feel bad, too, because she's like, I wanted, like, they told me I was going to have my own show, and then she gets a show with Ariana Grande, Sam and Cat, but then Ariana Grande is gone all the time. Because she's becoming a huge star. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it sucks because, like, I'm at work or I want to be at work. She's like, I can't remember. She was going to miss work for something, but she didn't. And then she's like, oh, I didn't miss work. And they weren't going to change anything. But then, like, Ariana Grande, like, won't show up for work. And they just change the episode so that she's trapped in a box. The whole episode and I'm just acting with an empty box that she's supposed to be in. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, and then it kind of goes like into that and how the show, that show ends. And she kind of goes and does her own acting stuff. And her mom, well, 2020 happens. And then her mom makes her become, no. When did that happen? What do you mean 2020 No, it happens? wasn't 2020. It was something happened. The writer strike oh, the happens mid iCarly, so that's when her mom's like, "Focus on your music career." Because I do remember when Jeanette was randomly a country singer for a minute, and she had a good voice, and I really liked her, like her voice. I never got into her music. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do remember when it was just this random like, "Oh, she's a country singer now." Oh, nope, she's not. And that was mid-iCarly because the, the writers went on strike. The yeah. infamous writer's strike of, what, 2008? I don't know, 7, 8, whatever. Um, but yeah, she uh, does that and then it's just kind of like she becomes a country singer and then she's like, well, I don't know if I want to be an actor anymore, but she tells her mom. She wants to quit acting and her mom <laughs> starts crying and she's like, why would you do this to me? But she, you know manipulation not to go too far into it but looking at her mom the apple didn't fall too far from the tree um 
But yeah, so she goes into that, and then she goes in like, did I Carly and Sam and Cat, and I'm like, well, you know, at least her career's going good, you know. But then she's like, well, I didn't, I don't want to be an actor anymore, and I don't want to sing. Like she just wants to write, but she writes something and gives it to her mom, and her mom just like, don't quit acting for this, you know, because her mom wants her to be a star, and writers aren't stars. Mm-mm. At least not like mainstream stars. What really broke my heart in the book, and I know a lot of this is going to come down on to the LDS religion, but I'm also just going to blame the mom for being a nutcase, but just the lack of like, like how she got sex- sexually exploited in that book just a little bit. And it just makes me upset because it's like if she had had proper education... I don't think she would have had to have gone through some of the shit she went through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, just, I don't know, listening to like her first time experiencing like certain things, like she got a kiss from a guy, didn't really feel much about it, but then she's like, my vagina felt wet. That's gross. I'm going to go shower. And like, didn't even understand what her own body was doing. Just thought it was gross. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sad to me. I, I always feel so bad for people that, like, don't receive a proper education and, like, then their first time, like, with anything sexual is just the most horrid, you know? Like, mm-hmm. her first relationship was with an older guy and it was clearly not right and she should have ran, but she didn't understand. You know, she just knew that, like, oh, I think I like him, so I think I want to be with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... That yeah, that their whole relationship was gross. But, yeah, you know and, it is what it is. But then yeah, you you listen, you kind of listen to the book, and you're like, okay. And this is kind of the set. The second half of the book is what I was talking about. Like, in is when she's on her music career, her mom's cancer comes back, and so she goes on tour. And up until this point, she's never had her mom not with not her. with her even. In, spoilers even she even takes showers with her like her mom will take showers with her because according to her mom she needs to do bodily exams on her and she has to wash her wash her hair because she doesn't know how to wash her hair right and a lot of times she's also showering with her brother and she they're both very uncomfortable with it but the mom's like if you love me you'll do this and you're like oh my gosh you are a crazy person um, but yeah, so first time she's been without her mom and early on in the book, she talks about how her mom's very controlling of her weight and stuff because nobody wants a chubby actress, I guess. So she's like, yeah, uh, I, I'll just do whatever you say, mom. And then her mom's gone and she's like, well, okay, well, my mom's not here, so I'm going to do whatever I want. And then so she does whatever she wants, and then she gains some weight and is, like, super stressed about it. And then the first thing out of her mom's mouth when they finally meet up, because they hadn't seen each other for a while because her mom was getting treated for cancer, is that's, like, the first thing her mom remarks on is her weight. And I'm like, ah, like, it's just a precursor to the rest of the book where she just she just struggles with, Basically, her weight, like, 
even if she's normal, she never feels normal because her mom has made it so she can't. Her mom's made it so like there's no way for her to feel comfortable with anything because her first thought always is, oh, what would my mom say? Or my mom would be so disappointed with this. And I'm just like, gosh, it's so sad. Well, and it just shows you, like, going back to, you know, how we are as parents. It just, you know, goes to show you the psychological hold that you as a parent have over your child. Whether you mean to or not. Like, especially with our five-year-old, like, reading the book and seeing Jeanette's um, will to, like, like, she wants to please her mom. She wants to make her mom happy. Like, um... My favorite color isn't pink, but my mom's favorite color is pink. So I tell her my favorite color is pink to make her happy. And, like, yeah. I just with our daughter, like, I just see so many parallels of, like, how Aria wants to make me happy. Oh. Fuck. We always <laughs> do this. I always do this. You always do this. How she wants to make me happy. How she, you know, like, <laughs> just, you know, parents or kids just want to please their parents. So, like, it really puts into perspective, like, okay, like. I've definitely thought, like, what can I do to be a better parent? And, like, you know, I recognize that Arya, like, chooses these things for me. So, like, you know, how can we have a healthy relationship going forward? It puts yeah. a lot of perspective on, like, reading it as a parent. Well, and it's kind of like, because I um, had spent some of my college time thinking I was going to be an actor. I'm like... That's what I'm going into. I'm going to be an actor. And then we started a family and it was kind of like, okay, well, that's a good dream to have when you're younger. But now that you're starting a family, you got to kind of what's going to be best for my family right now. And I'm like, well, so I liked being an actor, but I. So in none of my thought process was I like, I'm going to have my daughter be an actor. I'm going to push her to be an actor like you did acting. I, you did acting in high school. I did acting in college. I was never in a play or anything. I just took acting classes. Um, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And then, no. And I think the reason we try to leave their names out of here is we don't want to like, it's not that we're ashamed of them or not that we want to put like a target, but I don't want to like put, I don't want to make, like put her out there. Like if someday she's like, well, I feel like I need to be on your podcast because you talked about me and said my name and blah, blah, blah. No, I just don't want someone to like find out oh, her name's this, and she goes to the school and pull up and, like, harass her or try to kidnap her. For me, it's, I want her and anonymity. Yeah. Um, But that's, I don't think, is really a thing on the internet these days, and I'm just old-fashioned. I'm, I'm a millennial, but I act like I'm, like, Gen Z, Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't, I like, I don't know. I just don't want to put that on her, and then it kind of goes if you if you read the book it goes on after there's after that she kind of does some additional acting and stuff like she has her show Sam and Cat that eventually goes tits up and then they move on and she's like I got some other acting gigs doing this that you know kind of names some stuff and you're like well all right good for you like you know, I don't remember any of these, but they were things. And she's just kind of like, I wasn't happy. I didn't want to do them. I wanted to do my own thing. But every time she'd tell her mom. And 
it's funny because you listen to the way she talks. Like I'll I'll put this out there. I we're making the book sound really bad. She's funny. Like oh, she, it's very well written. There's a lot of stuff in there that you like. You don't want to laugh at, but you laugh at because of the way that she wrote it. And she, like, she has a sense of humor about the whole thing. Yeah, no, it's a very good book. Um, it, Her story's just sad. Like, it's just, I think the, the biggest thing is, the saddest part to me is, out of everything that came from her acting career and everything she went through, like, the anxiety, you know, the missing out on a childhood everything and all it comes down to is she never wanted to be an actress she never wanted to go into acting she felt obligated because it's what her mom wanted her to do yeah like if 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 she would have been like well i want to be a child star and then it happened and you kind of think well your mom was just looking after your best interest because you asked for it and at this point it's like her mom's like i didn't want to or i wanted to be an actor my parents wouldn't let me but you know what i'm better than them so i'm gonna let you and you're kind of like, that's kind of like a backhanded, you know, it's like you're just pushing your own thing. It's, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, so she goes, does her own thing. She's still unhappy. She is not Mormon anymore by this point. I don't know if that matters. Just kind of throw it in there. So she's like, finds out that she really likes drinking because when she's drinking, she doesn't feel sad anymore or doesn't feel bad or whatever. And so she gets like super heavy into drinking. Um, I can't remember if that's like right after her mom dies or if that's before. Might be. I think it was before. But yeah. yeah. So her mom dying is not the ending of the book. Because she like basically goes through and she's like, my mom was a perfect saint. And then her mom dies and she's got to like still live her life. But it just kind of goes into like the things her mom did to her affected her life a lot more than you're like oh well it's once her mom dies she can do whatever she wants like no she has these issues that her mom instilled in her for like the rest of her life like she's just gonna have these problems like she's trying to get them fixed and stuff um but yeah and it just goes through it and you're just like dang like there's one point in the book towards the end where it's like literally it just goes from bad to worse. Like every time something happens, you're like, oh, that sucked. And then like two minutes later, she's like, and then this happened. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then another thing. And another, and you're just like, holy shit. Like I never, like I, I remember watching her because we watched, I watched iCarly and um, I never watched Sam and Cat. That was like after, I think that was like after we were married. I don't know. But um. I never thought about it, and then now I'm like, gosh, I just feel so bad for her because I kind of like lost track of her after I after I got married because we never had TV. You know, we would have like Netflix and stuff, and maybe those shows were on there, but I don't remember them. But yeah, and it's just kind of like listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel so bad for her, like all this stuff that she went through, and you get, I got really mad. Like, I know, I know you did where we're just like, gosh, her freaking mom, like, (laughs) just kind of like, not, she ruined her life. Like, if she wouldn't have had her mom the way she was, she could have had a normal life. Like, yeah, she goes into it at one point where she's like, 
basically because I had this job, my family didn't have to, she goes into it before. She's like, um, they're basically living paycheck to paycheck. Her dad has two jobs and then they can barely afford anything they have. And, you know, she's like, I can't remember. She makes a comparison at one point where she's like, we didn't even have to drink like fat free milk. Now we could drink 2% milk. And I'm just like, geez, Louise. Um, I don't remember that part. Yeah. It was like after, after she talks about like, she'd been on iCarly and she'd been making money and, um, she bought a bunk bed. So her mom couldn't put her hoarder stuff on it. Well, I think that was before that she bought her bunk bed with her supporting Um. actor money. And then when she was a real actor, her mom, or she was just giving money to her parents. (laughs) And And so they weren't destitute anymore. They weren't poor. Like, they still lived in the same house, the same hoarder house, um, but it just wasn't as, I don't know, they weren't as poor, basically. Um, and yeah, it's just like, that sucks. Like, I feel like as a child actor, like my biggest fear, whenever I hear a child actor is like, I'm going to tell my life story. I'm just like, all right, your parents took all your money, you know, Gary Coleman style. Um but you know, I don't. I it didn't sound like her parents took her money. It sounded like she got. She never sounded like she had money problems. Um, but at the same time, you're just like, well. It, I'll just say this one because I read I read this part on the internet before I even got the book. Is at one point she, she gets a trip as a as a um what would you call it? Like a a present from Nickelodeon for, they finished another season of iCarly and she, they gave her a trip that was like a week long stay at a hotel. And they're like, Hey, um, we're going to, you know, give you a trip for you plus one. And I want to say her mom, her mom had cancer at the time. Like her cancer came back. Um, and she, Goes on a trip with her her boyfriend at the time. And they go. And they're out there. And the paparazzi show up. Take pictures of them. And her mom calls. And like just lays into her. Just like you're such a slut. I can't believe you're like. She gets really graphic. Like I can't believe you're doing like. Dirty things with this guy. And blah blah blah. And then at the end of the letter she goes. And please send money for a fridge. Ours broke. And I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like, this lady has no tact. Like, she has no sense of like, oh, well, you know, uh, this is an inappropriate time to say this. She's like, no, I'm going to freaking write her a letter about how big of a tramp she is. And then I'm going to ask her for money. And you're just like, God, man, this lady, the ball's on her. Um, but yeah, that one was kind of funny. But yeah. Then the rest of the book kind of goes through like her. So after her mom died, she had to like figure out her own stuff because her mom was dead. She still had this eating disorder that her mom basically instilled in her. But then she's like, she doesn't have anybody to be accountable to. And I don't know. She just like, yeah, basically goes like off the rails pretty hard. And it 
So, I don't know. I don't the the end of the. There's a part that I wanted to talk about earlier, and I'll I'll get into it. So she she goes to her mom's grave a lot. She's well. It sounds like she goes to it a lot. I don't know how often she's going to it. Sounds like she used to go a bunch right after she died, but then eventually she just kind of like would go once a week, then like once a month, once a year, whatever. Um, so that's why I was just weird. Like, oh, well, did she get buried or did she get cremated and have a headstone? You know, like, is it a double? I don't know. Uh, there's probably an explanation for that somewhere, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It was, we're getting to the end here. So we'll kind of wrap it up. I couldn't stop listening. I didn't think it was like the best book I ever listened to because it was yeah, some parts it's really hard to listen to. Some parts are like good land. Like I feel so bad for her. And then other times you're just like, oh, I can't like the whole time I couldn't stop reading it, listening to it, whatever you want to say. Um, but I was just like, geez, like she I, as far as I know, she wrote the whole book and. Because I feel like usually when people write the book, like a, if it's like a celebrity writing a book, they sit down with somebody and tell them everything and then that person writes the book. But so like she wrote the whole book because her passion is now writing. From as much as I can tell, she is now a writer and she writes all of her own stuff. And they're not, she doesn't act anymore. But um, when I looked at her, I didn't, look too hard. I looked at her IMDB um to look up one of the shows that she was on. Um but I didn't look to see her writing credits, so I don't know if but it, to me it sounds like she's a writer now. Like that's what she does. And I'm like, "Okay, good for you. Like that's what she likes. That's what makes her happy." Um but yeah, it and it was really well written. Uh, I would have to say, I would definitely buy this book. Like, if you're going to go skip it, like, library it, I don't know, rent it, what do you call it? I went to Thrift Books and bought me a physical copy, but that's my system. So I listen to it on Amazon, and if I like it, I get a physical copy. So. And out of my five-star review, I gave it five stars. I love this book. Like I said, it's a very well-written, but a sad story, but... Really a lot of insight, especially if you're fascinated with eating disorders, which I am. Just, like, to be in the mindset of, like, what the, like, what the fuck goes through your mind? Because, like, I think we've all been there, like, how does that go through your mind? How do you, like, rightfully just, like, oh, I'm just going to throw up this meal, you know? So, mm -hmm. to get a lot of insight on that's interesting as well. And, yeah, I love the book. I absolutely loved it. So, you should read it. I think this is a must read. Yeah. So, yeah, go read it um, any way you can. Maybe you won't love it as much. If you like biographies, you'll probably like it. If you liked watching, because it was interesting to me, especially when she starts talking about, like, iCarly, and I'm like, yeah, I remember this. And then she's talking about, like, her first kiss was on TV. Like, before she'd even really kissed a boy, her first kiss was on TV in front of a whole cast and crew. And you're like, that's sad. Like, I feel really bad for you. And then I remember, I remember watching that episode. I remember it 
I don't remember everything that happened in the episode, but I remember the whole thing, the scene, everything about it. I remember it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I feel bad that it was so shitty. But at the same time, I'm like that show, I thought the show was really good. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go back and watch it and maybe it won't hold up. But yeah. And I'm like, so listening to her talk about it and I'm like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know it. I can picture it. Like I remember everything that happened. So it's definitely, I would say it's going to be more interesting for you if you grew up like around the same time or watching iCarly or any of her stuff afterwards. But yeah, so go read it. Or if you have an Audible, or if you don't have time to read it, if if you have an Audible account, then you might have a credit. If you have a credit, it's worth a credit. Um, or you can buy, I don't know how much it is to buy it on Audible. I think it's like 15, 20 bucks. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, go get it, go read it. Let us know in our social medias, maybe if you want to, I don't, I don't know who listens to this besides McCade. Um, go let us know and if you liked it or not, or like Amanda kind of said, to me, I think it was off while we were taking a break, but this book is more turned into, <laughs> or this podcast is more turned into a book review than uh, anything else. We pigeonholed ourselves into book reviews, but I'm not angry about that because I love books, so. I usually love books, so it didn't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on the book to me, but yeah, so. If you like it, let us know. McCade, I'm sure you'll let us know if you like the format or if you want us to change it. If you want us to change it, then maybe we should just do our own podcast. And that's the bottom line. (laughs) Because Stone Cold said so. We're now a wrestling podcast. Well, and I don't know if it was censorship or music, but I I said that's the bottom line like (laughs) so fucking much. I was like, who am I, Stone Cold? Like, do I have to pay him? Do I owe him royalty? I'm not making shit off no, this podcast. Well, but... the thing is, he probably doesn't own it. It's probably WWE. So oh shit! But they just lost a lawsuit. Well, if Stone Cold ever wants to like do a collab, I I'm not really big into wrestling, but I love him. So I'll tell you about this. This was an interesting one. I'll I'll tell you about. Even though you don't care about, I mean, you don't mind wrestling, but so WWE just lost a lawsuit to I can't remember her name. Doesn't matter. She's a tattoo artist. She tattooed a wrestler named Randy Orton. You you know him as RKO out of nowhere. Um, (laughs) But so she gave him tattoos. They used the tattoos on the video game and she sued him because it's her creative property. Um, How does that work? Because it's part of his skin. Yeah, I don't know. But she she won. She won the lawsuit. And now... I wish I could win some sort of lawsuit. That'd be nice. She gets something? I don't know what she gets out of it. Maybe they just... She gets murdered. It's what's going to happen. Probably. Um, if you watch a show called Beyond the Ring, it sounds like Vince... Well, he's no longer part of it. But it make, it really makes it sound like he paid some people to not talk about a murder. So a guy wouldn't go to prison. So it's really shady. That's not okay. If you're out there listening... And you're thinking about paying somebody off so that somebody that's your friend won't go to prison. 
don't do it because that's that's messed up. But uh, yeah, so that was a nice little PS to the end of this episode. So thank you for joining us for Panda Talks. Question as far as we know right now, it's still sure. Panda Talks. I can put um, questions in the comments. I put one on our music. Go listen to the music one. I'm actually proud of how that one turned out. Um, but yeah, should I put a question on what should we change our name to and see what our tens of listeners think? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I just don't want like somebody that's been listening since the start. And we change the name and they're like, what happened to my favorite podcast? Thank you for your favorite podcast. Yeah, God bless you. But yeah, so anyways, for Panda Talks, I'm Panda. I'm Brady. And I can't remember what you say. We can't wait. We can't wait to talk to you next time, whenever that is. And we love you.